When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to the Goldmine Podcast. This is Patrick Prince, editor of Goldmine Magazine. And today we'll be talking to Jacques Van Gool. And Jacques is the owner of Backstage Auctions. And there'll be an auction on the 20th, Saturday. And it runs to the 28th. And it's quite a good one. It is the John Kalodner Collection. It's got tons of memorabilia of all the artists that Kalodner worked with. Uh, John Kalodner, for those who don't know, was a industry mogul, music industry mogul, and he's worked with some of the biggest names in the music industry, everyone from Aerosmith to Cher. And one of the best items here is a Joe Perry Gibson Les Paul guitar that was gifted to Kalodner during the Nine Lives album in 1996. And it's signed by the members of the band. It even says Hitmaker on it. Um, it's a wonderful item. That goes for a starting bit of seven $7,500. But if that is not in your budget, there is plenty of stuff from photos, pics, sticks, Strings, posters, handbills, tickets, passes, you name it. In fact, I got my eye on a few things that only cost about $20 because um, <laughs> I can't afford the Aerosmith guitar. But Jacques will be here to talk about everything. He's going to call up the goldmine studio and talk about how John Kalodner, how he got rid of all this stuff, which has a lot of good karma attached to it. And he's going to also talk about the highlights. He'll give you a little bit of history on Kalodner, but he's going to talk about the highlights of these memorabilia pieces. Uh, so we'll be right back to talk with Jacques. But first, I want to give a little spot, a little call out to Cleveland International Records. And if you go to their website, you can get 10% off. Just put in the gold mine code. Just spell out gold mine and put it in the code at checkout and you'll get 10% off. And of course, you could buy Iron City House Rockers there. Their new album, Get Out Alive, is their reissue album. There's also some compilations of Cleveland bands. It's a fun site to go to, especially for music collectors, vinyl collectors. And again, you'll get 10% off. Cleveland International Records. Okay, let's talk to Jacques. Hey, Pat. Hey, how you doing, Jacques? Good, 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 good. Yeah, you get so, people asking about who John Kalodner are? I mean, who he is? Uh, you know, it's interesting. It's, it's, it, let's say, if you are a fan or a collector of a band that Kalodner was, was intimate with or closely associated with, you know who he is. Right. On the flip side, if you are a fan or collector of an artist that Kalodner never touched, then you would have no idea who he is. So it, it's it's a very, you know, uh, I'm not saying a kind of a black and white uh, thing, you know, because Kalodner's list is insanely long. I mean, it is literally insanely long. And, and um, but, but that... Well, let's... But as I said, but it, it, so he could be, like it is impossible, in my opinion, that if you are a serious Aerosmith fan or a serious Bon Jovi fan or a serious Whitesnake fan or a serious Cher fan, that you don't know who Dave Col uh, John Kalodner is. Right. Uh, but then at the same time, you know, if you are 
I don't know, a Kenny G fan, you know, then you go, I don't know who this guy is. Well, that's right, because the two of them probably never crossed paths, you know, right. so... <laughs> Uh, well, what, let's talk about John Kladner. I mean, yeah. give us some background on his life and his place in the music industry. Okay, yeah, sure. Uh, and, I'm, and I say that, you know, by, by starting off with, you know, the comment that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not a, you know, John Kladner biographer, you know. <laughs> and so I, I do not wish to. You're not? I do not, <laughs> no, I'm not. I, Believe it or not, you know, among the so many other things that I do in life, that's, you know, I have not done that. But uh, so he started off, you know, in, in the early 70s. Actually, um, um, he, he's, a, he's, a, he's a Philadelphia kid, um, and he, he started off um, as, a, as a columnist or a writer for some local uh, magazines like local music magazines um i do know that um at one point he started working for the philadelphia inquirer which Mm is one of the leading newspapers uh and again just covering the the philadelphia music scene um i know there's even an uh an article and i'm not saying it was his first article but but i do know that in the auction uh, there's an article that he wrote while he was still employed with the Philadelphia Inquirer uh, that he had framed and 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 you know had had you know uh, was hanging on his on the wall of one of his offices. Uh, but anyway, at at one point, and this is if 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 I remember well, in '74 he went to Atlantic Records, uh, and so that was essentially like his first you know job. Um, you know, in in the record, you know, record industry, and um, and he he was with Atlantic uh, for six years, and I believe um, he he was a little bit of a photographer, but mm-hmm. I think that predominantly uh, the the stuff that he did, you know, for Atlantic uh, was predominantly working with. Um, on the press side, you know, or the, 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 the publicity side, you know, helping them with biographies and, you know, or, or, or you know, media relations. Um, and, and, and it kind of made sense, though, because ultimately, and that is what, you know, made John Kalander, you know, big and famous and popular, was that he became an A&R guy, you know. So this was a perfect first step, so to speak, into, like, his future. And... Um, and I know that, you know, some of the people that he worked with, you know, at Atlantic Records, uh, Billy Joel was a big one, uh, Simon and Garfunkel, uh, uh, Holland Notes, uh, another one, um, uh, a really big one for him was Foreigner. Yes. Um, he, he did a ton of work with Foreigner. Um, and you can just tell, you know, from his collection, because his, his collection is such a beautiful reflection of who he worked with and what he did, you mm. know, but like you could tell that there was a special bond between him and the guys in Foreigner because there are some personal photos there. There are these beautiful like photo ID backstage passes. Uh, of course, there's every imaginable gold and platinum record award, you know, that's issued to him. Um, and so I really believe that, you know, he um, he was real good at, at building these personal relationships with these artists. But mm-hmm. um, I think he was, because of that, he was, he was you know, most likely a, uh, you know, getting a lot of visibility and, and becoming a rising star. And... Um, he he was he was he was recruited by Geffen Records in 1980 uh, to become an A and R executive. Mm. Um, so six years with Atlantic, you know, uh, started already, you know, making a name for himself, starting starting to become more visible, and then boom, here in 1980, uh, you know, Geffen Records comes along, and um, and it is with Geffen. You know where where he basically you know made his his you know all his 
or not all his successes that would that would be that I don't think that would be correct but his his most visible you know uh, successes um you know uh, the, I think the first band he started working with was Asia mm-hmm. uh, in the early 80s um um you know obviously Aerosmith you know mm-hmm. and you can literally write a book just about his Aerosmith involvement um because you know this the, he 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 got to Aerosmith when they were pay, basically at their lowest you yes. know they they went from this you know massive 1970s arena you know rock band to you know to to Right. Troubles and band breakups and addictions and and you know I would say creative low points, you know till you know they they got to you know or t- till they met you know Kalabner and then boom all of a sudden there's you know permanentification and pump and get a grip and right. I mean all these albums that one after another you know were all like you know, selling, you know, 10 million copies in the U.S. and 50 million copies around the world. And, I mean, it was just, it just blew up. Uh, but, you know, he also, I think when he was with Gaffin, um, um, you know, uh, Whitesnake, you know, is another perfect example of a 70s rock band that kind of meandered into the 80s mm-hmm. and kind of just hobbled along and then boom, all of a sudden, you know, it's like, you know, there probably wasn't a bigger, you know, I hate to use well, the word hair metal band, but, you know, in terms of like these these, these power ballads, you know, there well, was hardly nothing bigger than White right. Snake. Remember you know? before that comeback album in the 80s, all the hype? They did, mm-hmm. Geffen, they did a great job of delivering the hype where it got to the point where you couldn't wait to get that White Snake album. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And Absolutely. Uh, I remember seeing him, I think it was at a Nelson get-together. And um, when, remember Nelson, the Nelson Sons got together yeah, sure. yeah, in the 80s? And uh, this is probably 89 or even 1990. But he he looked like a rock star himself. <laughs> I'm, well... Yeah, I you know that's 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 a great point, and you know I I always look at him and I was like, man, you know he could be John Lennon's cousin, yes. you know, and uh, and and I'm talking about you know the 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 the, the mid seventies, you know yeah. Lennon, meaning the long hair with the beard, yes, um, you know often dressed in all white, not wearing shoes, <laughs> you know. And, yeah. and and by the way, much credit to Kalabner. He never changed that look, never. Right. Um, always the long hair, always the beard. Yep. Uh, and also, um, I would say, um, and again, I've never met the man, unfortunately. Uh, I would have loved to, you know, sit down and have dinner with him because I think... You know, he's a fascinating human being, and he probably has a million stories that oh, I yeah. hear. But he, he, he also came across to me, you know, in working at this collection as fearless. Hmm. Uh, you know, I don't think Kalander was afraid, you know, to, to do things that people would not necessarily expect, you right. know, right. And, and, and to, you know, and to let these artists you know, see like, no, you don't have to keep doing this. You can do something else, you mm-hmm. know, and, you know, I can I can truly make you better and I, I can help you push your boundaries and I can I can I can let you see other colors of the rainbow, you know, that of the musical spectrum so to speak. Yeah, you know, Aerosmith and, getting together with Run D M C for Walk This Way, you know. Perfect. Perfect yeah. example. You yeah. know, and um, you know, he you know, hell, he brought you know David Coverdale and Jimmy Page together. Yes, you know, yes, yes. And and um, and and you know he would. But 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 the, the interesting thing is is that here's a guy that worked with White Zombie, you know, one yeah. moment, and <laughs> Wang Chung the other moment, and he managed to make them both successful. Right. You know, and but it's also the same guy that let's say would dress up as the judge in the, you know, 55 video of Sammy Hagar. Or, yeah. and this is of course the most famous one, 
you know, d- d- you know, dressed in that wedding dress for dude, dude looks like a lady in Aerosmith, <laughs> you know, and and he so he wasn't even afraid to to personally involve himself, right. you know, visually, you know, and and in kind of like an outrageous or outlandish way, you know, again without fear of, you know. Is that the right thing for a record label A&R guy, you know? Right. And I, I think the best way, actually, now that I think about it, now that we have this conversation, and uh, 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 this, to me, describes John Kalaber probably the best. Um, you know, every single, every single album, for instance, that you've ever seen in your entire life, um, is has 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 one thing in common. It always shows the name of every person involved in that album, followed by a semicolon, followed by who what their role is. Mm. So you know it would say you know Robert Plant vocals, or it would say Eddie Kramer producer. You know it would always say the name and what that person did for the making of that album. John Kalabner, going back as far as the 70s, and this has kept up to the very end of his career, everything says John Kalabner, colon, John Kalabner. <laughs> and so, that was, it's basically like, I don't know, I, I am I am me, and I am, by that, by that definition, kind of everything. Or everything you want it to be, but do not put a label on me. Don't say John Kalabner, executive producer. Don't say John Kalabner, A and R executive. Don't say John. <laughs> no, say John Kalabner, John Kalabner, and um, and and I think that that stuck. That stuck predominantly, and this is where it needs to stick, you know. But it stuck predominantly with the musicians that he worked with. You know, we have um, autographed memorabilia. Um, we even have a, a really, really insanely cool, like, drawing from Nancy Wilson. Mm. And, you know, and, um, um, I, and I do this top of my head, but it, it, it's, it's basically a, a drawing of John Kalama, kind of like a... Um, like a 16th century version, you know, of, <laughs> of him. And she signs it, Nancy Wilson, Colin Nancy Wilson. And, you know, and it's like, I love that. You know, I mean, just, um, again, I, I would have loved to be a fly in the wall, you know, uh, in, in, in how his interaction, you know, must have been with these musicians. But the one takeaway for me is that that probably the most important thing that he did with musicians is install a massive amount of confidence yes. in them. You know, that says, you can do this. If this is what you can do, it do not care what other people say or think, you know, you can do this. And I think he made everybody just so much more confident in themselves and their abilities and in the risk-taking and you know, and and again, all you have to do is you know go on any random website and look at all the artists that he worked with, and mm-hmm. when and, and when you see that and you see the massive amount, I I don't even know what the number is honestly. I don't know if everyone has ever done this, but it would it would not surprise me that if you take all the artists that he has ever worked with, and if you if you add all the records that all these people sold it, during their lifetime around the world, then it wouldn't surprise me that there's a billion records. And, and I mean that in a little way, mm-hmm. you know, that there's a billion records that has John Kalabner's name on it. You know, so to me, you know, it's like we have this beautiful auction with all this great stuff of all these artists that Kalabner worked with, but then if you take a step back, it's like the biggest superstar is Kalabner himself, mm. you know, and um, I mean, because it is really, really impressive, you know. So anyway, so he, he so as I said, he, um, I think, by the way, the reason Gaffin 
wanted him was was not only because of you know his ability to do all that, but he was also a good deal closer. You know yeah. that he 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 did you know he did get for instance uh, Peter Gabriel and and Phil Collins to sign right. Win Atlantic. He he managed ACDC you know to yeah. sign Win Atlantic. He managed Foreigner to sign Win Atlantic. You know, so so once he came to Gaffin, you know, I, I, Gaffin hit the jackpot with him. Um, you know, the the and and by the way, the first person, and of course there's a, there's a, there's a certain sadness there, but you know, is is Lennon, you know, mm-hmm. and um, um, you know, the the, the Lennon's 1980 album, you mm-hmm. know, that 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 Collider was involved in, mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, and it, as I said, it went on, and, and it went on all the way to, I want to say his his Geffen tenure ran well into the 90s. Uh, I want to say mid to late 90s. I know I don't know the exact date, uh, but but to give you to give you an idea of his his power when he traded Geffen for Columbia, the first artist that he convinced to leave Gaffin and join Columbia was Aerosmith. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, Aerosmith at that point, you know, had had had, had released, you know, uh, I think it was five albums, you know, uh, with Collider that, you know, again, combined worldwide, probably sold a couple hundred million records. And you go to Columbia and you can whisper in these guys' ears and say, just follow me. You know, forget about the late, just follow me, you know, and I mean, to me that if, 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 if you can do that to an artist of that caliber at that moment in time, um, you're a pretty big shot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't care what people say, but you're a pretty, pretty big shot. Well, so. I think, I think one of the reasons why he didn't want a title is because he almost felt like he was the whole package. He gave you so much. And I think the the bands the artists loved him because you look at this one thing this is probably the thing that stands out the most in the auction is this joe perry guitar joe perry of aerosmith it's it's a used and signed guitar given to kolodner and i i don't think he even asked for it did it they just the the whole band just gave it to him and it's a beautiful guitar you call it a holy grail item and maybe you could explain that a little bit but it, it's to me it's quite a gift <laughs> yes it is quite a gift you know it is a uh, you know it's a, first of all it's a beautiful guitar i mean how can you not find you know a nashville built you know gibson les paul guitar yes I mean, you know, right there and there. I don't even care, you know, who it was. I mean, that's a, instrument alone yeah. is, is it's a hard is guitar to give away. Yeah. yeah, but you know, then to know that you know it was it was used on the Nine Lives album yeah. by by Joe Perry. Uh, the whole the whole production, you know, was a disaster in typical Aerosmith fashion. <laughs> and, um, and 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 by the way, that's not a negative. I mean, to me. That's what made that band great is yeah. that, you know, Turmoil. it's almost like their greatness comes out of their chaos and their, <laughs> you know, their, the things that are going wrong and, and all of that. And, you know, they were going through management change. You know, they, they had fired Tim Collins, uh, you know, during the recording. Um, you know, they, they wanted to work with a different producer. They were wanting to go a different direction. You know, of course, everyone was beefing again with everyone. I think it was, you know, one of the first times that Joey Kramer, definitely not the last time, as we know, but <laughs> certainly one of the first times that Joey Kramer said, you know, I'm out of here. <laughs> um, so, so, you know, here you have this band, you know, that has literally been, been getting every imaginable award for year after year after year they were mtv's darling mm-hmm. you know they were headliners around the world i mean they were they were so on top of the world and you would, and and yet when you see you know how they went about making their next record it's it's it's, it's almost unbelievable you know <laughs> and so you know Kalabner steps in and you know, just 
just calms everything down, you know, listens to what's being recorded, basically throws everything out the window, you know, uh, says, you know, there's a couple good things here, a couple good things there, let's redo this whole thing. And all of a sudden there comes this great new album, you know, and actually the title, Nine Lives, you know, Cat Having a Nine, Nine Lives, it basically is sort of an, an ironic, you know, mm -hmm. reference to, you know, apparently we do have nine lives because we think we're, we're constantly, we think we're dead, and then we come back from the dead, you know, and so um, I think it was probably, you know, again, as a reflection of their appreciation that they go like, man, you know, um, if it wasn't for you, you know, um, this album may not have happened, mm -hmm. or the band may have broken up, or the album may have been terrible, but it didn't, you know, and, and here you are once again, our savior, you know, here's a little token of our appreciation. And um, so it's, a, it's the guitar is great. It's great that it came from Joe. It's, it's great that it was used on Nine Lives. It's great that it, you know, it has these signatures on it. But the real greatness, I think, is 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 why it it came to that point, yes. you know, and what happened, and you know, so it's the, the the symbolism for me, even though you know you cannot frame symbolism, uh, but you know, it's it's it, it, it you know it means a lot, and yeah, uh, and I know you know the. the we tend to kind of go overboard, you know, at backstage auctions a little bit with writing descriptions. And I think the description for this guitar is almost like a page long. But, you know, <laughs> uh, to me, it's like, you know what, whoever buys this guitar, I want that person, you know, to know the story because the story cannot get lost, yes. you know, and uh, because the story is, is so beautiful, you know, and, and, and it's not just, as I said, it's not just a guitar and a bunch of signatures on it, you know, and messages to John Kaladner. It's, it's a reflection of what happened in the span of 12 months, you know, and uh, so, yes, for that reason, to me, you know, that's one of my holy grails. Yes, it, it uh, the best memorabilia has a story behind it. And uh, now you got, God, a boatload of awards um mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> that kaladner yeah. how i mean wow yeah. how yeah. many <laughs> take a guess you know what i i honestly did not even dare to 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 you know to count them uh, right because it would frighten me i know it's hundreds it's yes hundreds yes hundreds. and um um and and, and it's not even all of them you know, I and, and we, we did that a little bit on purpose because we were concerned that if we put everything in this auction, it would just become too much. Mm -hmm. And um, um, now we, we have definitely put in, in, in our opinion, what we felt was the, the best of the best. Um, you know, but, 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 but it gets to a point where, you know, let's say, um, uh, I don't know. I, the, the, let's stick with Aerosmith for a minute. You know, is is um, okay. So now you get get a grip, and mm -hmm. you know your first milestone is gold, and your second milestone is platinum, and then you got double platinum and triple platinum, and so on and so on, all the way up to ten times platinum. Well, it doesn't really make sense to put every single one of those milestone awards in an auction. You know, right. so. We kind of try to, you know, spread it out a little bit and uh, make and and pres you know not only preserve a little bit of exclusivity on them, uh, but also you know keep an eye on the diversity, so to speak. Um, but you know, yes, there there there's an abundance, you know, of awards of. I would say, I would say, Kalodner's top five you know if you if you take his top five artists then you're talking about um aerosmith journey share bon jovi and white snake mm -hmm. you know those are those are his big five but then outside of that you know there there's you know anything from you know van halen and sammy hagar and 
uh, you know, I mentioned them earlier, you know, Peter Gabriel and, and, mm-hmm. and Phil Collins and, um, uh, uh, you know, John Lennon. I mean, the, the Lennon Awards are phenomenal. I mean, yep. absolutely beautiful. And, uh, I mean, the, the, the overall, you know, selection. Uh, and, you know, there's awards in there that, you know, may, may you, you can look at and say, well, you know, you know, that's not necessarily rock and roll whole fame material, but mm-hmm. but but you know what? Um, at that time, there were lots of people that got a lot of joy out of listening. For instance, to Jekyll. Yes. You know, is Jekyll ever going to get nominated in Cleveland? Probably not. You know, <laughs> but at the time, you know. They sold a million records. Yeah, they got I don't a, know. They, they were certified RAA platinum recording artists. Yeah, yeah. So to me, it's like, you know, at least at that time, there were a million people that bought it to buy their record. And, it's, and the same for Nelson or, you know, yeah. one of these, you know, damn Yankees. They're, they're, uh, you know, I think I mentioned Wang Chung or Berlin yes. or, yeah. you know, there's, there's so many of these artists that, you know, uh, be it for a short amount of time, but we're really, really big. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I, I, I personally enjoy seeing the diversity because it, it's anything from rock to pop to metal to you name it. Um, it, it spends decades, you know, it, it starts in the 70s, it goes all the way into the 2000s. Mm-hmm. Um, there are awards from you know, the, the, the count from from you know the usual suspects. In addition to the American awards, are always like Canadian awards or mm. British awards. But you know, we have awards from like uh, Thailand and and Israel or mm. uh, Finland or I mean, you name it. Which I personally love because you know they're 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 designed differently. They they come from from a part of the world that you may not necessarily associate with, oh my gosh, you know, never realized that, you know, that album appeal, appealed to so many people in that country. Um, and and now the highlight, you know, in my opinion is, is um, uh, you know, in addition to all these gold and platinum awards, the hands down, absolutely hands down, the rarest award is a diamond award mm-hmm. and and um, there's a lot of people that may not have even know there is such a, a thing as a diamond award let alone that they have seen what a diamond award looks like and um, again they, they're exceptionally rare you know they, you, you got to sell 10 million records to become a recipient of a diamond award um, and, you know, so, but we're excited to have, you know, Diamond Awards for Aerosmith, Bon Jovi, and Journey, mm-hmm. uh, you know, which, again, from, from a, you know, an, 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 in terms of, you know, elite awards, it, it doesn't get much more elite than a Diamond Award. We, uh, we have a couple MTV Moonmans. Uh, which are extremely popular, uh, but also very hard to find because, yeah. you know, these awards, uh, MTV is a very simple rule. You're only going to get, you, you get them once. If you lose them, if you sell them, you give them away, fine, but you're never, ever going to get another one, you know. <laughs> so uh, they don't circulate much. Uh, they're extremely popular. Uh, they're extremely valuable. I know. You don't uh, often see them uh, auctioned or, yeah. Compared to the others, correct, correct. You, you, you know, I always say for, you know, for every hundred record awards, you may see one MTV Moonman. Yeah. You know, so uh, you're right. They, they're, they're hard to find. And, uh, and one of the cooler looking rewards as well. I mean, yeah, the record yeah, ones no. are always great, but because um, of the vinyl. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I love the Moonman look for an award. It's yeah, like Oscar yeah. kind of, but not you know. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know what's it. funny about the the Moonman Awards? Um, uh, that that it, unless you have one or ever had the chance of holding one in your hands, those suckers are heavy. Mm. I mean, seriously heavy. <laughs> they're solid, 
and they're surprisingly heavy. I mean, it's holding. It's like holding a brick. Mm. And um, you know, so you look at those little, you know, moon man statues, and you go like, oh, you know, those are fun and neat. And uh, but but till you have one in your hands, you go, oh my god, you know, there's, <laughs> there's some serious weight to it. And another little tidbit is, is that you know the little flag, you mm. know, that that's in there. Um, um, they, they, you actually can pull that out. And, really? And uh, yeah, they're, it's not solid. They, and they do that so that the flag actually can wave. Uh, oh. uh, when you transport them, you know, you're you, you basically you, you should pull them out and right. wrap them separately because you know they can definitely break sure. or bend. Uh, but yeah, the the flag is in is 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 held loosely in the hand. You know, so that it can actually, you know, wave, so to speak, mm. and it's, uh, yeah, it's fun. And and lastly, you got a lot of personal signed items by Kladner. Um yeah. You also have a lot of ID backstage passes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> he must. I mean, he could probably, you know, he probably could have opened up a museum with that stuff. Um, but the personal items signed are interesting. Um, yes. Maybe you could pick out a few. I, I know uh, you got everyone from Cher, Bon Jovi, Journey. Um, but you got a music sheet from Journey. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, interesting well, stuff. Well, there's, there's, there's actually quite a few. Um, I think there's a, there's three or four, uh, you know, uh, signed pieces by Journey. Um uh, but there, yeah, there's there's anything from you know some artwork to lyric sheets to photos, um, um, and and um, uh, again, the, the, yeah, it, it's it's the, the the ones that he worked with the most, uh, you know, Cher, Bon Jovi, Journey, uh, Aerosmith. But it's also, you know, others like, you know, I mentioned, you know, uh, heart, you know, there's a couple heart pieces in there. Uh, Diane Warren, uh, mm-hmm. Black Crows, uh, Billy Joel, um, you know, there's there's a host of other ones that um, that 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 Kladner kept. And, you know, the way I look at it is, is that, OK, so here's a guy who, who spent 42 years in this industry you know he retired in 2006 um so he's been around artists you know for for um you know for for 42 years um and um and he 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 probably could have had a thousand pieces you know he may have had a thousand pieces who knows um you know i would like to think that the guy probably got thank you notes on a daily basis um and but <laughs> it looks but like it, it yeah. yeah you know so but but th- th- this is probably what meant the most to him at the end of the day and um because again a guy in his position you know he could have probably you know had uh, you know an entire floor in, in you know at Geffen Records or Columbia Records right. uh, you know decorated with with every single piece of you know w- what we may consider memorabilia mm-hmm. um, but he only kept the things you know that that meant something to him you know he 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 loved calling John Bon Jovi Elvis and the reason why he gave him that nickname was that John Bon Jovi is a huge Elvis fan Mm. And um, there's actually certain, you know, like the, the, you know, 100 million fans can be wrong, you know, Bon Jovi box set, which, mm. you know, is obviously a play of the 50 million Elvis fans can be wrong right. album. And, you know, so, but there, there's, um, uh, there's, there's two pieces in the collection um uh, that that are you know with written notes and messages from from John Bon Jovi to Kladner where where Bon Jovi signs off as Elvis <laughs> and and you know so so th- what that tells me is is that um you know Kladner was not a trophy hunter you know uh, Kladner wasn't the kind of guy like oh my god I got something autographed you know I got to have it framed and hang on my wall no I think that again 
what, what was hanging on his wall was were, were the things that meant the most to him you know so I um, I, I think this auction is is just as much a a celebration of you know the commercial successes of uh, you know a lot of artists as it is and perhaps even more so an, an, a celebration of you know the career of of one of the most you know intriguing amazing successful record industry executives you know of the last 50 60 years right you know? and uh, i think all the items too have good uh karma with them because a lot of these items he donated or sold and the proceeds were donated to charity for yep. the city of hope cancer research center which uh god that's a sensational thing to do it is it is you know and and indeed there that um there, there is definitely you know an an an, an immense you know amount of, of karma good karma mm-hmm. hanging over this right because when when Kladner came to the decision to to retire and and for all intents and purposes when when he he when he retired in 2006 he pretty much disappeared and and uh, he's not in the news he's you know he's he's never basically resurfaced uh, i i honestly would not even know where he is today and what he's doing today mm. i would love to know uh, just out of curiosity, uh, uh, I do hope that he is living a phenomenal lifestyle and enjoying, you know, uh, all the art that he has helped create, you know, mm-hmm. since the 70s. Uh, but, but I would say his last, you know, famous act, you know, before he walked out the door, you know, was indeed say, you know what, these trophies, uh, do not define me, you know, they, uh, I don't need to look at them, you know, right. to know what I've done. I don't need to look at them or I don't even need to own them to, to remind myself of what I have achieved or accomplished. Uh, um, so, so the plan, what he did was I had a company come in and literally pack everything up. Uh, it was literally taken off the wall. Uh, it was wrapped in, you know, like like brown protective paper, uh, and it was stored. And then the the collection as a whole uh, was sold to, you know, a a single buyer. Mm. And uh, when that transaction was completed, um, Kalaber. Uh, took the check and turned around and gave it away. And indeed, he gave it away to to a you know to a cancer research organization. So he never took a penny. Um, and and the idea you know was and it, it just took you know 14 years for us to get to this point. Mm-hmm. You know, but the idea was you know at some point um, you know these. These 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 little historic relics, you know, mm-hmm. should no longer be kept, you know, right. in a in a storage facility. They right. they need to be enjoyed. They need to be shared, and that's why, you know, we purposely wanted to have a, a, a nice reflection of everything. You know, we yes. could have said, you know what, I only want the science stuff, or I only want the record awards, but I really wanted to go deeper. Uh, and I said, you know, I I also want like John Kaladner's photo ID backstage passes, mm-hmm. um, you know, because to me, Kaladner is probably just as big a rock star as the band that he was visiting that evening. Right. And, and um, uh, you know, so I, I think it makes for amazing, you know, pieces of memorabilia, you know, that... Um, you know, you can you can indeed you know not only get you know an, an, a cool you know piece of memorabilia uh, of your favorite you know artist or band, but to know that it came from you know uh, John Kalather, uh and has his name on it or his photo on it, uh, you know what? To me, these are all double whammies. 
and mm-hmm. um, you know it's uh, it, it I really think it's prestigious stuff and it's um, you know it's it's no different than having you know a record award that was issued to you know Geffen or or uh, you know any other legendary you know record uh, radio exe- or sorry record executive or 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 legendary manager you know and um so you know um uh, again to me um you know he he definitely fits you know in that oh, yeah. in that small class of the Ahmed Erdogans and 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 David Geffens and, you always hear uh, vinyl enthusiasts and collectors mm-hmm. talk about it, even though I never heard his name pronounced the same but he was <laughs> right right and not only is it is it kind of a hard name to pronounce but it's 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 it's, it's it's also a little bit of a how do you spell it, you know? And um, you but know, he's talked about constantly, yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, but but so so let's talk about what the the auction itself. It's a premiere um, right now, um, mm-hmm. and when it goes on sale, maybe you could talk a little. I mean, uh, the auction starts. Maybe you could talk a little bit about that. So it's uh, the auction goes live as we're currently in preview mode. Right. Um, so everybody can, you know, feast their eyes on on all this all this beauty. Um, uh, on Saturday, uh, June twentieth mm-hmm. is when uh, the uh, the bidding actually starts, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it's an eight day auction. Mm-hmm. Uh, it comes to a close on Sunday the twenty eighth. Um, and so people will have ample time to, um, uh, you know, to to look at everything, to make their choices, to um, you know, uh, take out that second mortgage if necessary. <laughs> uh, but for the Joe uh, Perry guitar, <laughs> right? On the Joe Perry guitar. Um, but you know what? At the same time, we're we're optimistic. I. Um, um, uh, you know, we we haven't, and and that that even implies to, or in, it includes us. You know, you know, we haven't really had you know a lot of fun opportunities to spend our money on. You know, we haven't yeah. been able to go to concerts or you know go on vacation or right. go to the mall or dine in a restaurant. So. It's like to me, this this is like, man, you know, it's a great auction with great stuff. Go treat yourself. And, yes. Um, and I and I really really hope that people will treat themselves because this is, you know, the the like we always try our really hardest, you know, to always come up with unique auctions uh, that has memorabilia that that you say, you know what, um, you're you're only gonna you know find this once. I. I um, you know, everybody can find a, you know, a vintage, um, you know, Whitesnake backstage pass or everybody oh, can yeah, there's find good. A, a Genesis record award, but you're never going to find the one that was owned by John David Klobner. Yeah. You never will do that. You and know? there's something so, for everyone here. Um, yeah. I can't afford, you know, 7500 plus for the Joe Perry guitar, but... I can't afford, um, you know, like I said, there's some drumsticks here that I have my eye on. Mm-hmm. So. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, the, the, the one thing we did, and, I, and I'm actually glad you, 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 you brought that up. Um, so in, in some cases, uh, and not in all, but in some cases we, um, um, you know, Kalodner, you know, would have worked with, you know, a particular artist. Uh, and and may have had a record award and and maybe one or two backstage passes, but that would be it. Mm. Uh, and so what we did is we did we did you know supplement uh, the auction with uh, with uh, some additional memorabilia mm-hmm. uh, that did not directly come from uh, John Kaladner, mm-hmm. but we felt that they were you know great you know companions to. Mm-hmm. To the materials that we have, right. for instance, you know, starting at the very top, ACDC, you know, there's an ACDC uh, record award issued to John Kalather, and then there's a couple, you know, laminated backstage passes from the 80s that were issued to John Kalather. 
uh, but then, you know, we added, uh, you know, uh, a couple, you know, vintage guitar picks or like a fully signed concert poster. Uh, having said that, the vast, vast majority of the items, you know, came from the Kalander collection. Uh, but yes, we we did we did add, you know, some some you know supplemental or complementary pieces. Uh, but those would usually be the you know the um, as I said they're 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 more companions to right. to the bigger pieces. Uh, but yes, we have some phenomenal drumsticks. We got some phenomenal guitar picks. We mm -hmm. got. You know some phenomenal handbills. Uh, yep. Uh, nice. You know uh, the, the autographed pieces. We we got a really 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 nice collection of uh, autographed guitars. Uh, again, some of the guitars came you know from the Kalander collection, uh, but we also have some guitars like you know, and they're all fully signed and yes. they're, they're all they they all come with third party COAs. But you know, there's guitars signed by let's say you know. Pearl Jam or mm -hmm. Iron Maiden or Metallica mm -hmm. or Motley Crue or, you know, the Oasis or, you know, Matchbox 20 or Coldplay. I mean, you name it. It's, and it's also, you know, it, it, it's all over the place. But yep. it, as a whole, um, I just think it's it's a fun auction and, and you hit the nail on the head um, because, again, it's something that we always, always try to do is to put out an auction that has something for everyone. Exactly. I never ever want anyone got, not to feel welcome at our auctions. Right, you got to make it fun for everyone. There's not yep. just not just window shoppers that can't afford it stuff. Correct. So, yes. Correct. Well, yep. I wish you all the best and collectors of memorabilia go to backstageauctions.com tomorrow and check it out. And we'll talk to you soon and uh, you know, of course you have plenty of other auctions coming up and You'll be you'll be on the podcast again. So I want to thank you, Jacques. And I much appreciate it, Pat, and I appreciate all the listeners of, of you know the Goldmine podcast and the readers of of, of your magazine. Um, uh, we have a very long relationship. Yes, I know you very well. You and uh, we certainly you know uh, keep going strong with 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 future auctions. So. Again, I appreciate it, and uh, I hope to see uh, everybody, uh, not only at this party, but, but all our future ones as well. Thank you, Jacques. Thanks, uh, Jacques Van Gool, thank you, and good luck with Backstage Auctions. John Kladner Collection. A lot of good stuff there. Runs till the 28th, begins on the 20th of this month of June 2020. And everyone should have their eyes on the Aerosmith 1996 Nine Lives. That's a, This is a studio guitar, guitar played in the studio during Nine Lives. A Joe Perry used guitar signed by the band, and it says Hitmaker on it. One of Joe Perry put that in Magic Marker. It's kind of a holy grail piece. Okay, don't forget to go to goldminemag.com and you can get 68% off subscriptions. And that means subscription mailed to you, print, or you can get a digital subscription as well. Also get exclusive content, giveaways, you name it. Okay, well, ne we'll see you next time on the Goldmine Podcast. This is Pat Prince, editor of Goldmine, signing off. Take care.